I want to very briefly just address you this morning. If you were here with us last Sunday, we read from Isaiah chapter 9, which is a prophecy that was given roughly 750 years before Jesus was born. It spoke of the day that God would send a Savior in whom Jesus would be the fulfillment of that day that ultimately we celebrate in Christmas. In verse 6 of this chapter, the prophet gives four names that would be ascribed to this coming Savior. So look with me in Isaiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 6. It says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. Over the Christmas season, we've been looking at each of these names in hopes that they would spur us on to truly seek to experience Jesus this Christmas. Last week, we talked about what it means for our Christmas for Jesus to be our wonderful counselor. And I encourage you, if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, that you can go online and and listen to that. But very briefly this morning, I want us to look at the second name that the prophet spoke about concerning the coming Savior of which I truly believe today can have great impact on our lives. And it is mighty God. In Isaiah chapter 9, speaking of Christmas, the coming Savior, it speaks of the fact that Jesus is our mighty God. Now when we think about uh, Christmas, often we don't think about Jesus as our mighty God. Often we think about Jesus in in the manger. The thought of God's strength and His might doesn't always immediately come to mind. In fact, for most of us, we usually think about the incredible reality that God took on human flesh in the frailty of an infant child. It's why we sing the Christmas carol in Silent Night saying, Holy infant so tender and mild. However, when we think about this, we also must remember that at Christmas, the God of the Bible... And all of his infinite strength and might is he who took on flesh. When we think about Jesus at Christmas, we need to think about this is the one true God becoming flesh. Now you may say, Pastor Zach, why do I need to know that this Christmas? Well, the reason why we need to know that this Christmas we celebrate our Savior who is a mighty God coming into the earth is because for many of us here today, arguably all of us, we need a Christmas that is more than just lights and carols. We need a Christmas that is more than just songs and trees. We need God. And when I say we need God, I don't mean we need God in some vague, distant, emotional, or philosophical way. But we need God to step into our lives in a real life-changing way. Church, as I prayed and prepared for this morning, knowing we'd have visitors and guests and friends and all of us here today, the word that kept coming back to mind is how much we need life change. We need God to step in and show up in our hearts and lives. I guarantee you those shepherds on that first Christmas, their life was never the same after they came in contact with Jesus. When I say the word life change, I'm not saying it flippantly. The word change usually refers to movement or action. So when I say we need life change in our life, it means we need God to step in and move and work in our lives. We need Him to display His strength and might. How many of us today in this room, that's you? You say, Pastor Zach, I need the God of the Bible to be at work in my life. Well, Christmas is a time that reminds us that Jesus came to this earth to bring so many things. But one of those things was to bring us access, to give us access to the one true God. And He desires to manifest his strength and might in our lives, first for his glory, but also for our good. 
And as I prayed and prepared, saying, Lord, of all the ways we can see your strength and might manifested to us this Christmas, what ways do we need him the most? And the passage that came to mind was in Luke chapter 4. As Jesus was preparing to begin his ministry, he walked into a synagogue there and he read from the law. And this is the statement he read, read from one of the prophets saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to set release to the captives, to bring recovery of sight to the blind, freedom to the oppressed, and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. This reminded me this morning of four ways that God can manifest His strength and His might to us here today that I believe we may need to know this Christmas. First, this Christmas through Jesus, you can experience a mighty God who can fill the empty. So many places in Scripture we see God is the one who fills or satisfies the longings of His people for Himself. Psalms chapter 63, verses 4 through 6, the psalmist spoke about a God who had satisfied his soul. He said, so I will bless the Lord as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul is satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth offers praises with joyful lips. God's ability to satisfy the souls of searching people is a display of his strength and his might. Because strength and might is not just depicted in how much you can lift, but how long you can hold on to something. And the Bible makes it really clear that those who come to know Jesus, He satisfies us, but He satisfies us forever. While so many things in this life promise satisfaction in a moment, but in the end, they leave us empty. Jesus said in John chapter 4 to a woman at the well who was also searching for something, He made this statement, Everyone who drinks of this water will become thirsty again. Speaking of other pursuits in our lives. But whoever drinks the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But that water will come within him a well springing up to eternal life. Some of you here this morning, you may be empty. You may have full bank accounts and full homes and everything else on the outside looks fine. But this Christmas, if you truly step into your soul, your soul is empty this morning. And I want you to know that if Christmas says anything to us here today, it's that a Savior has come to fill the empty today. Secondly, this Christmas, through Jesus, you can experience a mighty God who can free the captives. Now, the Bible makes it clear that God has been setting people free for a long time. And this just makes for good preaching if you want to go through it here. God is the God who brought his people up out of Egypt. God is the God who brought Daniel up out of the lion's den. God is the God who over and over again brought people out of prison and did it in miraculous ways. But he's also the God who didn't just step in to physically free people, but also to set people free from darkness in their own hearts and lives, from darkness of their shame, from the darkness of of sin. And the reason why that's great news for us here today is because as humanity, we are really good at becoming captives and chained. I'm not talking about being enslaved by other people or forces, but trapped in our own actions and thoughts that are born out of sin and sinfulness, and even trapped in the actions and thoughts and sin and sinfulness of other people upon us. Some of you here today, you are enslaved to physical strongholds and addictions. Nobody else on the outside may know, but on the inside, you've got those areas that you want to stop, but you can't. Many of you here today are held captive to the consequences and sinful words and actions against you. You may have been abused, lied to, hurt by somebody, and in some part of your soul, you bought into the lie that what was said or done was deserved or is normal. 
Some of you here today are in bondage to what culture and society calls the pursuit of happiness and success. It means often that you deny God and His standards, even though you know that you've been following this path for a long time and it's never truly paid out on its promise to make you happy or joyful. However, you keep following the same path because you feel bound and don't know where to turn. I want you to know that this Christmas, that a Savior who came in a manger but ultimately went to a cross, is that he came not just to forgive sin, but to release the boundage of sin. And John chapter 8, verse 36 says, if the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. I, I want you to know this morning that Christmas can be the key to freedom for you today. Christmas can be those of you this morning are bound in bondage. You need to know that Jesus wants to set you free. He really came 2,000 years ago. He really came in that manger and he really did go to that cross and he really did come up out of that tomb because he really can offer freedom to those of us who are here today who are bound. He's strong enough to do that. You say, Pastor Zach, I've tried everything in the world. You may not have tried Jesus. He's strong enough to step in. Thirdly, this Christmas through Jesus, you can experience a mighty God who can heal the broken. Often the living in a sin-cursed world We live with brokenness and experience it ourselves. We feel the effects of brokenness physically, emotionally, spiritually, and relationally. Sometimes this brokenness feels like that we can never be healed or put back together. However, the gospel teaches that Jesus came to heal. And that He can still heal brokenness in our hearts and often can even step in and bring healing to a brokenness in our bodies. Psalms chapter 147, verse 3, the psalmist speaks of God saying, He heals the brokenhearted and He binds up their wounds. A passage of Scripture that I pray regularly here at Enon Baptist Church comes from Luke chapter 5, verse 17, speaking of the ministry of Jesus that says, The power of the Lord was with Him to heal. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Maybe some of you this morning are broken. You've got brokenness from past situations and circumstances in your life. You're dealing with the the brokenness of the consequences of maybe sin in your life. And you feel like there's never any balm. There's never any healing. There's never any salve for your soul. And I want you to know today on the authority of Scripture that Jesus can still step in and heal. That He can still bind up broken hearts. Then lastly here today. Finally, this Christmas, through Jesus, you can experience a mighty God who can forgive the sinful and save the lost. Of all the mighty works that Jesus performed by coming to this earth, His greatest was seen in His death and resurrection. Jesus the Messiah, the Savior of the world, always knew that His primary purpose in life was to come and offer His perfect life as a substitutionary death for the sin of the world. Mark chapter 10, verse 45, it says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. You may not know it today, but the greatest need you have today is forgiveness of our sin and brokenness. To be brought back into a relationship with God. This is the primary core of the Christmas message. Is that God sent a Savior for today in the city of David is born a Savior for you who is Christ the Lord. Ultimately, it's our distance from God that causes captivity, that causes brokenness, that causes emptiness. 
But when Jesus comes back into our heart and life, when, when we get God in our heart and life, is that all of those things begin to be healed and worked out and that ultimately will be healed when we leave this earth and we see Him face to face. This morning, do you know Jesus? Not do you know religion and not do you know the process and not do you know church service and, I, and all that is well and good. But hear me this morning. The greatest question is, do you know Jesus? Do you know Him as Savior and Lord? Do you know a God who is walking with you in a real and life-changing way? If you don't know Him this morning, here's a few things that you need to know. If you're curious about seeking Him here today, here's a few things you need to know. First, you need to know that there is a God and He is judge of all the earth according to His standard. Psalms chapter 50 verse 6 says, The heavens declare His glory for God Himself is judge. No matter what society says, as we continue to, to replace moralities, we continue to redefine what is right and good, that there's always been a one true God and He still has a standard. And one day, every human being on this earth will stand before that God. And we know that standard whether we admit it or not because it is written in our soul what is right and wrong. And we can convince ourselves over and over again. We can give talks and classes and trainings and reassignments. But what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong. And we feel that standard in our soul. Amen. The Bible says that God judges according to His standards, not culture. And the Bible says, sadly, that all of us, every one of us on this earth, has broken that standard. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which means God's glorious standard. And having sinned, all of us, and being separated from God, it separates us from God in this life, but also in the life to come as we would endure judgment. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is death, but there's still a free gift of God in Jesus. See, Jesus coming to this earth was an expression of God's love. And you need to know that here today. While we do serve a righteous and holy God over all the earth, He is also still a loving God. The Bible says that God has wrath, but God is love. John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. This is what Christmas is about. It's an expression of God's love to a people who didn't deserve it, but He still gave it to us because He's good. And that through Him, forgiveness is a free gift that is available to all through faith by making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord, means God, I'm going to make you boss. And believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead. Meaning you believe that He paid the penalty for your sin on the cross and that He was buried and three days later He came to life. The Bible says you will be saved. And this is the invitation of Christmas. I, I told the first service this. It is one of my greatest privileges and joys to be the pastor at Enon Baptist Church. But, I, but I, I want you to know this today. Before I was a pastor, before I was a husband, before I was a father, before I was any of those things, I was just a lost kid in a broken situation, in a broken home, when Jesus stepped in and saved me. When Jesus stepped in and showed me who he was and who I was and ex- ex- d- d- displayed to me, brought to me, made available to me his love. And he changed me. And I want you to know something here today. He loves you. He loves each and every person in this room. He knows you by name. He knows all of your sin. 
He knows everything that separates you from Him, but He still loves you enough to give you His Son. And of everything you could do this Christmas, of all the parties you could go to and cookies, goodness gracious, people have been coming up to church, I'm going to weigh 700 pounds by the time <laughs> we get Of all the wonderful things, and there's nothing wrong with all that. Hear me this morning, church. But if we do Christmas and miss Jesus, we've missed it all. Missed it all. Some of you here this morning, you need that. You need to really know Jesus. I'm going to invite you right there where you are, maybe to bow your head for a moment. If you don't know Jesus today, this is your moment. My prayer has been this week that God would draw people to Himself. This is your moment today to come know a King who loves you. Call out to him right there where you are. Maybe say, dear Jesus, I don't know you. I don't really know you. But I need to. So Jesus, I give my life to you. Forgive me of my sin. I don't want to do it my way anymore. I want to make you the Lord of my life. Save me, oh God. Save me. Maybe you're here this morning and you do know Jesus, but you feel empty. Or you're in bondage. Or maybe you need healing here today. Can I say the same Jesus who saves you is the same Jesus who keeps you? Maybe this Christmas is a reminder that God has not left you, that He is still Emmanuel. Maybe you'd say, Jesus, set me free today. Set me free. Fill my brokenness and heal my soul. Heal my marriage. Heal my family. Oh God, I put my trust in you. Call out to him right there where you are. Take a few moments just with Jesus right there where you are. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name right now all over this room. God, would you help us to behold our King. God, I pray that there'd not be one heart in this room who hasn't fully surrendered to you. God, I pray that every soul in this room would experience you, make you Lord of their life. And God, I pray in Jesus' name, you're a God who wants to display your power and might. God, I pray you'd set the captives free this morning. God, I pray that you would fill the empty to overflowing, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that you would heal the broken. In Jesus' name, I pray you'd heal. And oh God, I pray, Lord, would you save the lost. God, save them, Lord Jesus, for your name and for your glory. We pray it in his holy and precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord Jesus a big hand, man? Praise you. <laughs>